1: Welcome back to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Ian Simpkins, my name is Brian Fromm. We're glad that you are joining us today on this Monday afternoon. And we are excited to be able to talk to uh, Pastor John Collins. Pastor Collins, thank you for joining us today. It's good to be with you. A little bit of background. Pastor John Collins is the executive pastor of Harvest Fellowship Church in Riverside, California, and he's also the executive director for the Harvest Crusades. Uh, He has directed crusades and outreaches across the United States, Australia, and New Zealand that have attracted more than 4.5 million people. You can find more at harvest.church, and as a reminder... Uh, A new beginning with Greg Laurie can be heard every weekday from 3.30 to 4 a.m. as well as 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. right here on AM 1160. Uh, And Pastor Collins, uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Harvest Crusades that are coming up. So why don't you give our people just a little bit of background of what a crusade is, how it functions, and then also how it might look different as you guys are celebrating your 30th anniversary.
2: Yes, well... You know, we've really begun these uh, crusades uh, 30 years ago, kind of in the tradition uh, of Billy Graham. You know, we wanted to do something back then that was um, kind of more uh, relevant to our generation. So we updated the music and um, made the uh, event uh, feel and look and feel a little bit more um, uh, festive, uh, built an atmosphere that was... uh, Something that would, you know, people would want to want to bring their friends to, and um, of course, uh, Mr. Graham over the years had been uh, pioneering crusade proclamation style evangelism to um, his generation and to ours. But uh, you know, we we wanted to um, in his uh, uh, footsteps kind of follow and to do something that. Uh, we feel would would reach many people and god has blessed it over the years so we've uh, been able to do a ongoing uh crusade in anaheim stadium now for uh, 30 years running and um and and that has launched opportunities for us to go across the country uh we've been to chicago i think uh, we were there in 2008 and um we've been australia new zealand and God's opened the door for us to uh, to be a, a voice to our generation. We'll never um, be able to um, come up to the the level of uh, Mr. Graham, but we wanted to at least do our part and mm-hmm. keep proclamation evangelism alive.
1: So I'm I'm curious: Are there any stories that you can you can share? That one of the things that we love about this show is is really diving into the stories of people who have been affected by various different ministries and efforts. Are there any that that come to mind? Uh, sure. For you, that are well, particularly impactful?
2: Yeah, I think well, the one. In fact, the, actually, it was uh, brought to our attention when we were in Chicago in 2008 uh, of a man who was living there now. He was uh, formerly from Albuquerque, uh, and um, he uh, would, grew up in a Muslim home. His hmm. name was Errol, and uh, he was actually very depressed. He was in did. uh abusing drugs and um cocaine, and uh had come to a point in his life where he wanted to end his life and um yeah. he literally was driving down the road uh and turning the dial listen, looking for music as he said to kind of uh end his life by and he just happened to hear our our um our ad for the crusade that had you know music that he uh that he liked. Caught his attention, and uh, he heard about the uh, the harvest coming to uh, the pit in Albuquerque. That was their basketball arena, and uh, he looked up while he was driving, and he happened to be driving right past it at that moment. Wow! And um, he pulled into the parking lot, uh, went inside, just randomly had no idea what it was, and um, you know enjoyed enjoyed the music. Um, but he had, he was on his way, he was literally on his way to spend the last of his money to buy enough uh, drugs to, to commit suicide. Wow. Wow. Uh, by And he, uh, he ended up committing his life to Christ that night and uh, turned his whole life around, ended up uh, meeting with us when we uh, came to our crusade. Chicago and shared this story with us. And he's serving in the church, and he's uh, he's a man of God now, and and uh, the Lord's been using him all of these years since then. And, you know, we hear it, we hear stories like that all the time. It's it's just the power of the gospel. Yeah. You know, it's not what we do, it's not the, the fact that um, we hold these events. The only thing that uh, really changes a person's life is, is meeting Jesus. And, um, you know, if we've been uh, faithful to do anything. Pastor Greg has been faithful to communicate the gospel message. Mm. That's um, the power of God into salvation. And so, uh, you know, we don't, when you come to a harvest crusade, it's it's a simple event. We have live festive uh, uh, music. Some of the best Christian artists come and um, de- declare the gospel with us through their music and through their giftedness. And, you know, we have, um, A great time of worship, and uh, at times we'll have maybe a testimony uh, of somebody talking about how God changed their lives, and then Pastor Greg gets up and gives a a very simple message of what it means to be born again, to be a follower of Jesus, and um, and we see thousands of people respond, and not not just people in our our generation, but people from generations ahead of us, and people, young people from generations behind us, which Mm. is very encouraging.
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering, as people respond, I, I had the, um, the privilege when I was younger to go to a Billy Graham crusade and kind of watch it all. And you see just thousands of people streaming down. What does follow up look like after people go to a, to a crusade and they come to know yeah. Jesus? How do you guys, how do you do follow up? How, how do you support sure. them after that?
2: Sure, that's always a, a main question. You know, people look at the, the at the event, the exterior of the event, and they see thousands of people. And you know, the obvious question is, well, do all of these people really get saved? And and the, and the truthful answer is no. It's mm-hmm. not always they're there for different reasons. Some are recommitting their lives. Some are um, just inquiring. They're still searching. And but some are making a, a profound. Uh, life-changing decision to, to follow Jesus based on the on the message that they've heard. So uh, we always uh, tell churches, and we we never go into a community that we aren't invited into, mm. and uh, we need to be invited by the local church, because the local church is the organism that's going to do the, the uh, follow-up and help people grow in their faith. And so when we feel like we have a good relationship with local churches that will that will help us in that follow up then we'll respond and uh and the way we we respond is always um based on relationships. You know, all effective uh, evangelism is at its core relational, whether it's one-on-one or you're sitting in a church and hearing a message from a pastor, you're probably brought there by uh, a congregant. People don't just typically walk in like Errol and, uh, Mm. and, and, you know, make that kind of decision. It's usually a relationship that they've they have made, and somebody brings them. In fact, more than 80%, and we learned this from uh, Billy Graham's crusade, more than 80% of the people who come forward at a crusade were literally brought by a Christian to the wow. event. So um, the follow-up begins there, begins at the very front, you know, by by leveraging our relationships um, and others, who come to the event, we encourage them to bring their friends, and then we have a high degree of confidence that they're going to bring them back into their church if they respond. So what we do is we train thousands of counselors uh, before a a crusade event, and um, the question they ask those people that come down to the front to make a commitment is, what's the name of the person uh who brought you and and what church do they attend mm. and um and then we enlist that church to do the follow up counseling and uh you know it's not a perfect method but it's uh, it's as close as we can get to to the um to making that relational connection to the person
1: that brought them and and into the church that they they go to mm, that's powerful of the 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 power of friendship and community and connection is powerful. Well, we're really excited exactly. here here at AM 1160. We're uh, having a contest uh, that allows some people to go out to California to be a part of this. So I just want to share about that for our people. Uh, The contest runs from May 6th to May 31st, uh, and we're calling it SoCal Harvest the Flyaway Contest. And everyone who enters will receive a free copy of Jesus Revolution by Greg Laurie and Ellen Vaughn. And people can go register online at 1160hope.com slash contest. That's 1160hope.com slash contest. And here's what you'll win. You'll win Airfare for Two from O'Hare, uh, to John Wayne International Airport, you'll get hotel for two, uh, for three nights, and a seven hundred dollar Visa gift card to offset the cost of car rental and food. And that's to go to the SoCal Harvest on Friday, August twenty third through Sunday, August twenty fifth at Angel Stadium in Anaheim to see Pastor Greg Laurie, but also for King and Country, Lecrae, Jeremy Camp, Phil Wickham, and more. So you can go to 1160hope.com slash contest. And again, just by entering, you'll get a free copy of Greg Laurie and Ellen Vaughn's book, Jesus Revolution. Well, Pastor John Collins, I know Ian and I both wish we could enter that and come. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, go ahead. I know. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking time to join us you again. Bet. Thank you, uh, Pastor Collins. We appreciate it. You bet. God bless you guys. God bless you, too. Well, you're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn.